Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today. On this episode of Love Letters 2, your daily delight of a history podcast dedicated to the wonderful and unexpected. It's a love letter to the people, places, and events of our past, which should be celebrated. In today's episode, continuing through our month of dynamic duos, it is a love letter to a individual, sure, but alas, also quite a dynamic duo as well. It is a love letter to human nature and the struggle we all have within ourselves. I'm Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me for this love letter to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Dear Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, for years you have captivated us with your strange case. There's no question, we are fascinated with your gothic tale of inner struggle. It may be because your creator, Robert Louis Stevenson, had a great talent and flair for words. Most likely, our fascination has more to do with our fear of confronting something within ourselves. Maybe we can all relate a bit to you both. After all, don't each of us maybe just have a little Dr. Jekyll and a little Mr. Hyde? The concept of inner struggle between good and evil is inherent to human nature. So although your story was first published in 1886, the truth is that your story actually goes back to the beginning of time. The Bible expressed this beautifully through Paul's writings all the way back in the year 57 AD. In Romans chapter 7, Paul writes, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. I desire to do what is right, but I cannot do it, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. That was all the way back in 57 AD, but the modern character of the Incredible Hulk is based on you, Mr. Hyde, the evil, uncontrolled part of Bruce Banner based on you, Dr. Jekyll. Both the Apostle Paul and the Incredible Hulk look at fundamental truths of human nature, just like the both of you. You're receiving this letter in the year of 2021, but you may receive another similar letter in 2091 or 3091 because the issues you struggled with will still be relevant then. Human nature will remain the same and your tale will continue to resonate with us all. It seems many readers misinterpret your struggle as a duality of our flawed humanity. Although it may seem on the surface that Dr. Jekyll is purely good and Mr. Hyde is purely evil, it isn't nearly that simple. Maybe we wish that the good and bad in us could be separated into two distinct beings. That's a much more comfortable thought than the reality that the good and the bad live in all of us simultaneously, unable to be separated. 
Did Robert Louis Stevenson ever tell you if the word strange was used in the title to point out the irony of how ordinary his tale actually is? There's really nothing strange about a human being struggling with their flawed and corrupt nature. Even less strange is a human being trying to hide the parts of themselves that cause them shame. I find it so interesting that your story came to Stevenson in a dream. He had been fascinated by split personalities for a long time, but hadn't quite figured out how to write about them. Then, one night, he had a dream about you, which he later wrote about in an essay called A Chapter on Dreams. I'm sure every author wishes they could dream of a great story that would become classic literature. It's possible that Robert Louis Stevenson was inspired by a story of a criminal in 18th century Edinburgh, his hometown. There was a cabinet maker named Deacon Brody, who was a respected and successful local craftsman. Because he made cabinets, he had access to the keys of the rich and famous. It was discovered that he then made copies of the keys so he could rob the rich and famous of Edinburgh at night. When his crimes were discovered, he was hanged on gallows that he helped design. It is not hard to understand why a young Stevenson was intrigued by this story, even though Brody had died 60 years before the future author was born. To add to the interest of the story, Stevenson actually had a Brody cabinet in his childhood room. In 1880, inspired by the executed cabinet maker, Stevenson co-wrote a play called Deacon Brody, or The Double Life. Further evidence of this inspiration is that Stevenson told an interviewer in 1887 that the dream he had before writing Jekyll and Hyde involved a man being pressed into a cabinet when he swallowed a drug and changed into another being. It sure sounds like the novella about your struggles were started with the story about Brody. Inspiration comes from the strangest places sometimes. But inspiration could have also come from another source, cocaine. Before we make any judgments, it's important to know that Stevenson had been prescribed medicinal cocaine by a physician. It recently had been discovered that cocaine tightens blood vessels, so a doctor prescribed it to treat a lung hemorrhage he had due to tuberculosis. It's possible that the use of cocaine helped to create the dream that inspired the author. Not only did Stevenson acknowledge his use of cocaine during the writing of the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but it is also supported by the writing frenzy he went on once he had the idea in mind. He wrote so quickly, in fact, that your 30,000-word story was written in about four days. It was written remarkably quickly, but it was also a remarkably quick success. Your moral allegory was immediately widely sold and discussed. Preachers gave sermons about you. Articles were written analyzing you, and in the first year of your story being published, there was a play based on your tale. Back in 1886, when your book was first published, it was a paperback that sold for one shilling in the United Kingdom and one penny in the United States. Did you know you were a penny dreadful? I bet many people don't realize that term comes from books that were referred to as shilling shockers. 
1888, a London stage play based on your book opened to sold-out crowds and rave reviews. Ironically, maybe, two days later, Jack the Ripper began his infamous killing spree. I think it's fascinating that the people in London began speculating that Jack the Ripper had been in the audience and was so moved by the play that he was compelled to commit murder. Still, others made an even deeper connection between the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde play and Jack the Ripper. Newspapers even alleged in print that the lead actor Richard Mansfield was the killer. People of this opinion felt that Mansfield was too good at playing a killer not to actually be one. Chances are that Jack the Ripper's murder starting two days after the opening of the play is just a strange and eerie coincidence. But, like so many other mysteries, I guess we'll never know for sure. Few pieces of literature have penetrated the culture quite like you have. Your tale and its versions of your dual nature can be seen in almost every part of society and art. There have been over 120 stage and film adaptations alone. This is in addition to numerous audio recordings of the novella as well. Nintendo actually placed a video game on you so we could entertain ourselves by pretending to live in your world. There have also been many parodies of you in popular culture. Mighty Mouse and Bugs Bunny both had episodes adapting your story. Stan Laurel made a silent spoof called Dr. Pickle and Mr. Pride. There was a popular parody in 1953 called Abbott and Costello Meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And who can forget The Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis in 1963 and then recreated by Eddie Murphy in 1996. During the silent movie era, your book was the most filmed work of literature. Although legendary actor John Barrymore first depicted you in 1920, a host of talented actors have followed. Some of these include Spencer Tracy, Kirk Douglas, Jack Palance, Anthony Hopkins, Michael Caine, David Hasselhoff, and John Malkovich. Whatever it is that fascinates us about your story, it is clear that since you were published, we have not been able to look away. And like I said earlier, your struggle goes back to the start of humankind and will continue as long as humans walk the earth. Here's to you, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You have made us take an uncomfortable look into ourselves and face both the good and the bad. Your shrewd and insightful classic will grace bookshelves for years to come. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Love Letters 2. Friends, until we meet again, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings, stay in love.